Welcome to the Anecdotal Affairs from the Wonder Womb Nurse and Beyond. This podcast gives insight into the world of labor and delivery nursing. Join me as I share funny stories, explore spirituality, discuss health and wellness, provide updates on current events in the field of obstetrics, and shed light on the adversities faced by nurses, especially travel. Through a combination of roundtable discussion, interview, and solo shows, I aim to raise awareness, advocate for important causes, share my own personal experiences, inspire, build community, offer support, entertain, have fun, educate, and foster meaningful discussions. Thanks for joining in. I'd like to call this episode Decisions, 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 because it's a real rough one. What makes a nurse want to leave a staff position? There's a number of reasons. Um, A lot of them you could probably guess yourself. Uh, Management, pay, family time, work-life balance. There's a number of reasons. Some of the reasons a nurse decides to leave can cause a long-term effect. And other times it's their opening door to better. So I'd like to talk a little about my decision. I am a 23-year nurse. I started off at the bedside. I started off in hospital. Just like many women, uh, had a family to support. So with five children, I decided that going to school for nursing was the best thing. At the time, I didn't have the five. At the time, it was only the three little ones and I was pregnant. So I went to LPN school, took the test, got in. After I graduated a year of hard knocks nursing, I went straight to the hospital. And I worked at the same hospital for 10 years. And in that 10 years, well, you can just imagine how you grow as a family on your unit. Um, But it wasn't enough. And I wanted more. And it was a really tough decision, again, to leave the bedside. You leave the comfort of insurance. You leave the comfort of 401k. And I'm talking back in, you know, 2009, where travel nursing was just starting off and it was very basic, you know, no benefits offered, no 401k, no security. And then I decided I was going to move. Once I moved, I tried and dib and dabbed in the travel. But again, because they weren't offering back then, it was 2011. Back then they weren't offering all of the things that they offer now. So I did and dabbed and always decided to take a staff position to go back to the security. And I feel like I cut myself off at the knees. The part that I left out was that I went back to school while I was in the hospital and had the security of uh, full-time employment. At the time, they offered me a real cake assignment. I would work two days, still get my full-time benefits. They gave me a $10,000 sign-on bonus. You know, they really made it good for me because they wanted more RNs. So I did. And then, you know, I, I continued on and, and helped them out. And in turn, you know, my 401k grew, right? So then after, you know, I decided to leave and, and venture off into other things. I did and dabbed in hospice and home care. That was just not for me. I mean, it is for some, just was not for me. That was not my cup of tea. And then um, I got into cardiac, which cardiac was definitely a field of nursing that I could see myself in. And then I took it on the road. Me and my five kids, four, because my oldest was 17 going on 18 at the time, decided to move to Florida. 
I actually made the decision, not them. If you ask them, that was the worst decision that I ever made. Um, moved to Florida. I did contracts thinking that I wanted to just leave my options open all the time. I took per diems in other hospitals in the surrounding area and would work one day every two weeks to just have my foot in every door. And then I soon realized that I just wanted my foot in one door. Call it the commitment, call it the, the committal issues. Uh, that's just what I wanted to do. And it wasn't until I had that empty nest syndrome, which is kind of like where I'm at now that I decided uh, that I wanted to go into travel. Um, there was also, you know, many other reasons, sometimes the bureaucracies of certain hospitals and the way things are conducted, uh, makes you make life changing decisions at the moment's notice. I was in the middle of my BSN program almost to my last semester when I decided to leave. Um, it was very heartfelt and I left a wonderful family, but I decided that this was best for me and wound up in Wichita, Kansas. This is the first of my long road of travel. So sometimes when we discuss going from the bedside to the world of the wanderlust nurse, you take into account that now, as opposed to back then, you know, you have so many different options. There's so many different companies. How do you decide? There's so many different pay scales, pay grades. How do you decide? Everybody's offering you something, sign on bonus, completion bonus. This one gives you more miles. How do you decide? And the truth of the matter is living for the day, you don't have to make all of those decisions at once. It's not necessary. You sign up with multiple companies. You know, the bigger names, obviously, you know, you got your AYA Healthcare, you got your cross country, you got your travel nurse across America, you know, you, you, you have your med solutions. You sign up with all the big companies and then you just kind of let them come to you. You know, every, everybody is, is trying to get a lick. Let's keep it real. Everybody's trying to get that, that chase the same thing. Um, keeping your options open, being grounded, knowing exactly what you want. Don't go for the first thing that comes to you. Always have a, a backup plan, but never institute it. That's another thing. The world of the wanderlust nurse is literally living in the day. If there's one thing that I have learned from this journey in the last two years is that God wants me to stay present. He wants me to stay present in today, not yesterday and not tomorrow, but today. So when the opportunity arose for me to come to Kansas, I said, okay, God, I guess this is where you want me to go. And I am fortunate that in the hospital I wound up with, and it's, it's very family. Um, everybody's been wonderful. Schedule, very accommodating. Uh, the, the workload, you know, they, usually you think that the stigma behind the travel nurse is that, well, you're going to get the worst assignments. You're going to get the worst patients. And that's not the case. And actually, if you think about it, is somebody in the hospital a worse, quote unquote, worse patient than another? I mean, everybody's there because they're sick. No matter what area of nursing you're in, everybody's in the hospital for one reason or another. Mine just happens to be that they're having babies. And in my world, in labor and delivery, I don't know how the delivery is going to wind up. It could be a nice, smooth, natural delivery, epidural, no epidural, or it could wind up being a crash C-section. You never know. And 
just because I'm the wanderlust nurse doesn't mean that I'm going to get the worst assignment. And and I have to say that I'm very fortunate that the hospital I'm at isn't like that. And and there probably are some that are. I'm sure that there's some that give you the worst assignments, but the purpose the reason why you're going there is for the patient and not for the assignment because we don't know what our assignment is going to be. Not if we live in the present anyway, we won't know what the assignment's going to be. And I um, honestly feel that in that there's definitely a living for today, living in the reality of things. And the reality is, is that, you know, it, it's a thing. It, travel nursing is, is turning into a huge thing. And, and I really didn't see the, the, big picture of it until I actually started signing up with the companies, the competition. Oh, we'll offer you this. And how much are they telling you? When does your contract done? Can I squeeze you into a contract now? If you leave, give me a call. You know, there's so much competition and there's so much opportunity where, you know, a nurse may think I need to stay at the bedside because I don't have that security. And it is, it's a security blanket to be at the bedside. It's a security blanket to have a staff position in a hospital where you have your 401k, where you have your insurance, where you have everything set up. You know exactly what you're going to do day in and day out. You're going to go in there. You're going to work your three days and go home. Every now and again, you'll get involved in some projects. Every now and again, you'll get a pizza. Every now and again, you'll get recognize and every now and again you're going to go home and feel like you're a failure it's just the the world of nursing it that's just kind of what we do me on the other hand i decided that you know travel is something that i need to do for myself now not only because the bureaucracies and the things that i dealt with in my last job but also and more importantly because i want to learn from every angle. I don't want to learn from just one hospital. My goal in January will be to uh, start a master's program. And in master's program and management, I want to be able to learn what different managers do, not just what that one manager did, because obviously she disappointed me. So I want to be able to learn from different managers, from different perspectives. I want to know exactly what other hospitals do, what their protocols are. I want to be able to relate to the things that I've learned and also build on the things that I haven't, on the things that I haven't seen. So travel nursing for me was a big decision. It was probably one of those decisions, 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 something that I didn't think was going to happen. I would have never in my lifetime thought that I would be in Wichita, Kansas right now. Not this Puerto Rican nurse. No, sir. All I've seen around are Mexican places can't even... I can't even get an acapulia anywhere. And if anybody knows who I'm talking, what I'm talking about, can't get a patelillo or acapulia anywhere around here. But I've also learned a lot. Just the other day, I, where I came from, not too many doctors did uh, uh, forceps deliveries. And this is my fourth, almost my fourth weekend. And I'm faced with a situation where we have a baby who, if anybody is able to relate, is OT and a baby was transverse, uh, uh, head down, but transverse, head was transverse off to mom's bright maternal side. What wound up happening is we pushed and we pushed and we pushed and the baby would come down. But obviously in that position, there wasn't much difference after an hour, an hour and a half. And then the doctor who delivered the patient actually. So he's got 40 plus years of experience. 
came in and said, okay, set up for forceps. And I was like, what? We're going to do what around here? Forceps? This is, I don't even know. I called everybody under the sun. Hey, he wants to do forceps. And everybody was like, yeah, sure. Okay, no problem. Pulled out the forceps. My room was full within seconds. And I just thought to myself, man, if I was back home, the, you know what kind of show it would have been? It would have been crazy. It, it, it probably wouldn't have happened. So I sat there and I watched this doctor, genius, a hands, a hands that could only have been guided by God at that time. Take the blade, put it on the, uh, put it around the back of the head. Take the other blade, put it in the front of the head. Lock the two forceps together and pull that baby down in less than fifteen seconds, and then allowed her to push the rest of the way. It was utterly amazing, and I honestly would probably would have not seen it. I've seen maybe one other successful back when I was in doing a a five year in Miami, one of the best times I had with a doc, and he was actually very, very, very good at what he did, and he was a uh, one of the ones that advocated for forcep deliveries if needed. Obviously, operational uh, deliveries, operational vaginal deliveries are not something that are common or that we want to do. We want to make sure to try to let the, you know, baby come down on its own. But there are those difficult times where it's either that way or the back way. And by the back way, I don't mean the back back way. I mean the back way to the OR. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of times maybe we could avoid it by just really intelligent, very hand strategic doctors that are able and willing to try to allow for this mom to have a natural birth like she wanted just a little bit of assistance. And that's exactly how he put it to her. As a matter of fact, he said, I'm going to help you out a little. He didn't say, Hey, this is a lost cause. Let's go to the back, which I cannot say. I'm, I'm, I have to advocate for both sides because I am one who did have two natural deliveries and then wound up having three C-sections. My C-section was because I had a rather large baby at 34 weeks and I elected to have a C-section. So I'm not going to, you know, I have to call a spade a spade. And if it's necessary, it's necessary. But in this case, this doc was so sure of himself that he knew all I need to do is give you a little bit of help. And that's exactly how he put it to her. How reassuring is that? How reassuring that he is not manipulating a situation or trying to rush a situation to go to the back. He just turned around and said, I'm going to give you a little help. It was utterly amazing. And that's the type of experiences that I want to take away with me when I leave and go to my next assignment and then leave there and go to my next assignment. And then eventually, once I finish the master's program and I'm a director or a manager or, or something working for Jayco, whatever it is that I decide to do at the time, I have all of that building, all those building blocks to make the firm foundation of what I've already built on in the last 23 years. So when someone says, I'm having a hard decision, whether I should stay or should go, you're not a tree, leave. If you feel it's the best for you, go. There's so much more out there. There's more opportunity. And I don't say this because I want you to leave and go into travel nursing. I say it because there's opportunity. Don't feel like you have to stay stuck. If something is hurting you, if you have on a pair of shoes that are three sizes too small, you're going to keep wearing them or you're going to take them off. So you know where I'm getting at with this. You have a pair of shoes and they're way too tight. Don't think it's a bad decision 
to want to leave and, and see something else. It's not a bad decision. What makes it bad is, you know, if you decide to leave and you want to leave for the wrong reasons, then yeah, of course, you know, then you, you reap what you sow. The grass isn't greener on the other side, but the grass is green where you water it. So if you're watering your grass where you are and it's growing or not growing, you may be able to go and grow grass somewhere else because you're watering it the same way. Don't listen to cliches like that. The grass isn't greener on the other side. You're going to go to one hospital. I mean, and I'm talking in my field in obstetrics, you're going to go to one hospital and it's going to be cake. There's going to be resources everywhere. You're going to be able to to not have to lift a finger and and be sitting like a princess. But in another hospital, you're going to have to work. But it's your, how you work it, not necessarily the other way around. And I say it because it, it goes with why you actually took that oath, why you actually lit that candle. For those of us who remember, uh, you know, at your pinning ceremony, lighting your little nightingale candle, that's why you lit that candle. That's why you said that, oh, the nightingale oath. You said it because you wanted to serve. You were going to grow your own grass. You were going to water it. So yeah, you could water it at the bedside and you can also water it outside. doesn't matter where you water it. Just keep it watered. And like I said, now in the field of travel nursing, there's a lot of competition. Yes, you have to really be a little savvy when it comes to the numbers. You really have to be focused on what it is you want. Don't just take an assignment in boo-boo North Dakota because it's $3,000 a week when you know that you don't want to be in boo-boo North Dakota or you know that it's not even anywhere near an airport or it's not in a type of nursing that you like. You know, with me, I'm a high-risk nurse. I've always worked in high-risk facilities. And if I took a, an assignment in an Indian reservation, I probably would stay busy, maybe. Or if I took an assignment in Boo Boo, North Dakota, where they only do 50 deliveries a month, am I going to be happy? No, I'm not going to be happy. Yeah, I'll be happy. My bank account will be happy, but I won't. I would go to work frustrated, bored, because I'm not doing what it is that I love. So whatever decision you make, the only thing I can say is do it with love. Do it with what it is that comes from the bottom of your heart. Don't worry about the, the, the ins and outs and how it's going to work out. Don't live in the future. Live in the reality of the present. Don't live in the future of the past and how things have worked out for you. Live in the reality of today. And really, that's all I have to say about that. So with that being said... My episode, first episode on my little travel journey of decisions, decisions, decisions to give you a little insight of how the rest of this is going to go. So whenever I have something very fun and interesting, I will make sure to let you guys know. And I thank you again. Um, starting this was also something that was very uh, heartfelt for me as I wanted to be able to talk to women and, and you know I'm always the one to give opinions and I'm always the one to give advice and I figured what way to do it in a public forum where I'm not only helping my friends or co-workers but I'm helping out other people too so sometimes I can ramble on and if I do just stop me write me tell me email me say hey I don't like that if there's a topic that you want to hear more of let me know I'm willing to do this as long as you're willing to do this and with that being said whatever it is that you feel like you want to 
talk about, let me know. I'm looking for guest speakers. I'm looking for people who have the same like-minded passions that I do to be able to stand up and, and talk about certain things, uncomfortable things. You know, how you got into nursing. What would you tell your children about nursing? Uh, you know, changes in religion, starting to feel or not feel closer to God. Uh, work-life balance and how you deal with separations and divorces. I'm willing to be there every step of the way. You just tell me what way it is that you need me to go. So with that being said, I'd like to thank you for all the time that you took in listening to my cute little story. And then I hope that you gain something from it. And if there's nothing that you gain from it, maybe next time, right? So until next time, we will talk later. See ya.